0: What is up, Arizona? I wanna welcome you back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything small ball. We discuss scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention and are often overlooked. But here, they're the stars. It is Monday, November 22nd. Reyes is here with me as always, and we have finally made it. It's the week that we have all been preparing for ever since the end of the playoffs last season. Arizona small ball is officially back, folks. Today, the season starts today. We're excited. We know you guys are excited, whether you're a coach, whether you're a player. It's all coming to the point right now. Reyes, think back to when you were a high school athlete. Did anything compared to game day.
1: I mean, no, I mean, game day is what you look forward to. I mean, that's what all those grueling practices, that's your payoff is when you get to go play. You know, you're not playing against each other no more. You actually get to play against someone else and it actually means something It actually matters. So I'm just thrilled. I know you're thrilled. I'm pretty sure everybody in the small ball community is just happy to be back and we're just ready to get right into the action.
0: It's going to be fun, man. I remember when I was in high school, I always had a hard time sleeping the day before games, I would listen to, I had like a little iPod and I would watch this video on my iPod. Some of you kids might not know what that is. You know what that is, but you don't use them anymore. Everything's on the phone. But I used to watch this Kevin Garnett mix on uh, every night just before games to get pumped. I had a hard time sleeping. I would just get so pumped for game day. I loved it. It was awesome. And I know that's where a lot of you guys are at right now. There's been a lot of preparation leading up to this week with both coaches and and players, it's been roughly about eight months since the ending of last season, which is crazy. I didn't even realize it was that long, but it's it's been roughly eight months, depending on when your season ended. It's been about 259 days since our last game of the season. Double that. This is a key thing that we'll talk about today. Double that for teams that were out due to COVID. That's so many days without playing basketball. That's crazy. Within that period of time, there's been so much work from kids in the gym, in the weight room. We're just excited to see how this season's going to shake out for all the teams in Arizona small ball. And on top of all that, it is Thanksgiving week. Happy
1: Thanksgiving, Ray. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you too. And happy Thanksgiving to all of our fans and listeners out there. You know, we appreciate you guys. You know, if you want to invite us over, send us some food, you know, please like we're all open arms for that.
0: Send us, send us some turkey. Don't, don't do that, please. Just, Don't do Just that. send us a
1: cooked turkey. That'd be that would be great. That would not be <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> you all know that we are really into rankings. Reyes, where does Thanksgiving rank for you in terms of holidays? You know,
1: actually, it's not even like. I mean, it's up there for sure, but it's not my number one or number two. For you're sure. not a um, fan of
0: Thanksgiving. I can see it just in how you're talking about it.
1: <laughs> it's all right. I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's just a big dinner. It's it all right. What? It's cool. It's cool. You know, um, I don't want to see you guys with the negative feedback on Reyes, but I'm just saying like, I'm more of like, a. I like Halloween and Christmas.
0: I um, do like Halloween. Like my, I will say that.
1: Halloween's pretty fun, but uh, probably Christmas is number one for me. Then second to that, it's probably Halloween. And then third would probably have to be Thanksgiving or maybe my birthday. I consider my birthday a holiday. Your, <laughs> that is it's kind of a big holiday. deal. It's kind it's of a, a big deal
0: for it's a big deal for you. It's a bigger deal for everybody around you.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: So so for that, <laughs> so your birthday is not a holiday. I'm oh like, I can't believe you just put your birthday over Thanksgiving, man. That's that's like ludicrous. It's crazy to me.
1: And I don't know. I, I don't think it really is. You know, what's wrong with that? I mean, I enjoy my birthday and I'm not one of those people that like, because, you know, some people like really care about their birthday and like,
0: right, we'll right. bring it
1: up to you and be like, oh, yeah, it's my birthday. Like, it's my birthday week. I'm not like that, but I do enjoy my birthday. It's just like, I don't know, it's just a good day. You know what I mean? Because usually it actually is on a game day. The past like three birthdays I've had, we've always had a game. And I always get to go and coach and be with the team. So, I mean, like, that's probably why I like it the most. But actually, my birthday wins on a weekend. So, it's going to be kind of interesting to see what I do because I don't really know.
0: That that does make it more fun. I I will say that. In terms of ranking for Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is number one for me. I love Thanksgiving. I love the fact that this is probably my favorite part about Thanksgiving. I don't get judged about how much I eat. You know, like, on Christmas, I love Christmas. And all these other holidays, I like it. But – there always comes a point where, and you know this, I love to grub out. There always comes a point where I'm eating like my second or third plate of food, and Jenny's like, hey, you need to like slow down a little bit on Thanksgiving. Yeah, you're like
1: you're like four plates deep, five plates deep.
0: Right, but on Thanksgiving, it doesn't matter because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to eat. So uh, that's I love Thanksgiving. That that's why I like it. There's football. It's just it's great. I know you're not a big fan of Thanksgiving. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food though?
1: Oh, uh, I, I do like turkey. I mean, if I'm being honest, I know it sounds so generic. I know um, like
0: that. I basic. do like
1: turkey. Just the basic. I'm a pretty simple guy, you know? I like the turkey. We do have like mashed potatoes and stuff like that. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, you said mashed potatoes, pet- yeah? Yeah, those are pretty good. I'm like half Native American, so like my family will sometimes make fry bread on Thanksgiving. Not all the time, but like, mm, I don't good. know. Just depends how we're feeling that day on Thanksgiving. But um, if, we have, if she has time, like my mom, I uh, should make some uh, fried bread. So that's always good. You know, I enjoy that. For those who who do not have fried bread need to have it. Shout out to all the red schools out there. Y'all be it's living bomb. in heaven sometimes. It's bomb. It's good. It's not know, good for you. But
0: it's <laughs> that, good. That's, that's a great way to put it. It's not good for you, but it, but it is good. <laughs> I, my favorite Thanksgiving food is mashed potatoes. I love them. They're the best. Jenny, which is my wife, makes the best mashed potatoes anywhere i might even put the recipe in the description to this episode so that way you guys can all enjoy it uh like the arizona small ball and mashed potatoes whatever it is you want to do uh it's it's that good okay i'm gonna put it on there it actually sucked because i'm really excited for thanksgiving this year because last year during thanksgiving i got covid
1: Oh, that's sucked. right.
0: You remember that? I know. I, it sucked because I lost my smell and my taste for my favorite holiday. And it was awful. And Jenny makes these amazing mashed potatoes. And I didn't even get to enjoy them on Thanksgiving. We made it like a couple of days later, but, you know, it's got to be on Thanksgiving. So, you know, yeah. thinking about this year. I'm really excited. I'm thankful that right now I don't have COVID. So that's, that's awesome. You know, uh, and also
1: lot- I just got to, I don't want to rain on your parade. I get, you know, you love your wife. She makes great mashed potatoes in your words. I never had it. Maybe one day you'll invite me for dinner. I'll have some, but I'm just saying I can make, I can whip up a pretty decent mashed potato that I <laughs> you think you need to
0: stop right
1: now. no. You no let me, close. Let, let me finish. I can make, <laughs> I can make I can whip something up, and let's just say that I'm not saying it's better, but I'm pretty sure you know head to head, and we just didn't label it, and we just let you try. I'm pretty sure you would lean more towards mine.
0: We're gonna have uh, a coach's night, and we'll we'll have Jenny make some mashed potatoes, and you can make yours, and we'll we'll do a rankings contest, see who's better.
1: Yeah, but we can't label it. We just got it has to be like a blind, not blindfold, but like you guys just can't be looking, and we'll just put it down, and like I so said, you other to just try, and then put like a tally or a dollar bill or $20. My prediction is me.
0: My prediction, I'm just telling you, man, it's legit. I'm going to put the, you know what? We'll both put our recipes on there. You guys can make them and you can tell us which one you think is best. We're we're excited for Thanksgiving. It's going to be awesome. There's a lot to be thankful for this week. I'm thankful that we get to preview this first week of hoops for you guys and let you know about some things to be following. In this episode, we're going to talk about Sabino, Push Ridge, Baghdad, Holbrook, Valley Christian, Borgate Catholic, Santan Charter, Tempe Prep, and more. We're going to get into it, but before we do, check this out. There are some great games going on this first week, so we're just going to jump right in with Monday. Today, we're going to give you guys some matchups for every day to watch out for this week, well, most days, and we're also each going to pick a game of the week to watch. Let's get into it with Monday. One of the most interesting things about these first few games that are played on Monday is that it features a lot of teams that didn't see any action last year at all due to COVID. Some of those teams that I'm I'm thinking just off the top of my head because I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but Window Rock, Ganado, Many Farms. I'm missing another one. What's another one, Reyes, that I know? Uh, Monument
1: Valley. Monument Valley.
0: There's a lot of teams that are going to have action this very first day that games start that they haven't played in over a year because of COVID. So before we get into anything... I just wanted to say that I would expect with these games to see some rust, to see some so- sloppy play, maybe even to see some nerves from some of these teams. Wendell Rock plays at Ganado, which will be a good matchup. Many Farms is going to be at Monument Valley, and there's some other games there. But but just throwing that out there, uh, th- there's going to be some teams that take the court for the first time in a long time. And they might look a little bit different than, than what we're what we're used to. But it's going to be really fun to see all that. They're going to be an experience. It's going to play a role in all of this. Yes. Let, let's just look at, because we're going to come back to that. There is a game that I wanted to highlight in the 1A that just starts off on Monday. It's North Valley at Baghdad. We really, you know, we did a coach's corner with Mojave Accelerated in the 1A We really feel like the two top teams in the 1A this year are going to be Mojave Accelerated and North Valley Christian. North Valley will be led by Kramer and Graves, a duo of sophomores in the 1A that are extremely talented and they have a lot of experience, even though they're really young. Kramer is 6'3". He averaged 10 points, three rebounds as a freshman. He's a really good forward. He's a huge part of their championship run last year. He played a lot. He was a starter on their team and Jesse Graves is a guard on their team who averaged seven points, four rebounds, two assists uh, again as a freshman. Really, really strong guard that still has the best hair in Arizona small ball. Do you remember his hair, dude?
1: Yes, I do. And I also remember how big he came up in that championship game. He was huge. He, he played huge and he played monumental minutes and you know he delivered. That's probably one of the best things you can say about a freshman he delivered they're going to be the leaders
0: of this new look team it will be super interesting to see how their other players have improved this summer super excited to see them later on today as they kick it off in the 1a but my and really it's it's both of ours the the game that that you guys have got to be looking out for today it's our matchup of the day which is baba kavari versus hayden I was actually talking, you know, it's kind of interesting. I don't know much about Baba Kavari. I, I do, I did some research on them, but what I do know, I was talking with the coach over at North Valley Christian, and when we were talking about this upcoming season, he said that a team to really watch out for is Baba Kavari. Now, they didn't play last year, a lot like these teams that we're talking about here on Monday. Last time we saw them play, they were one of the best teams in the 1A. I think they ended like 26 with 26 wins. It was more than 20 wins. They were very competitive with a lot of teams. Two years ago, they beat North Valley on the road. They competed really well against Chinley. They lost to Sunnyside, a 5A by four. They're just extremely competitive. And and a lot of them, a lot of teams in the 1A really expect Baba Kavara to be right back in the thick of things this year in the 1A. Maybe they're that dark horse that can challenge Mojave accelerated and North Valley Christian we will have to watch and see, but it'll be really fun to watch them get into action today. They'll be led by two players that are studs one individually, but, but they're really good players and they're super young. Yeah. I love seeing these young players that are just tearing it up and it'll be really cool to see them a year after everything, right? They're going to be led by Benson who averaged 21 points, five rebound. These are crazy stats. 21 points, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, and 4 steals, get this, as a freshman. The kid's a stud, and they're also going to be led by Castro, who averaged 8 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2 steals. It's going to be super fun to watch them and see how they compete after taking a year off. I don't want to beat a dead drum because I know that, you know, we've already talked about that a couple times, but it is a key thing to note. I wonder if they will be, if the year off maybe helped them in some ways or if it hurt them. It'll be interesting to see if, particularly, Benson can sustain that 21 points, five rebounds, seven assists, and four steals stat line moving forward into now his junior year, not playing as a sophomore. They will play against Hayden in this tournament. And, and I can really see Hayden having a hard time with this Baba Kavari squad. I see them really, really running away with this. And I see Baba Kavari coming out on top, but it is my matchup of the day just because I'm excited to see another 1A team that can potentially really compete with North Valley and Mojave Accelerated. So be on the lookout for that. It'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Today is going to be a great, great time to to just keep up with some games. And and, and again, the theme of Monday is just kind of a lot of teams with inexperience due to not playing for a year. Moving on to Tuesday. This is where things get very interesting on tomorrow, okay? It's going to be fun. A couple games that we wanted to really highlight for you guys that are going to take place Tuesday. Tuesday night, we got Pushridge versus Florence. Florence is a great program. They had an amazing player last year in Malik Payton. He was legit. They will have their hands full, though, with Push Ridge Christian. We talked about them a little bit last week. Let's get a little bit more specific with them. Because this is a team that you guys have to know about moving forward. Anybody who plays against Pushridge will have their hands full. Here's some stats to be aware of. They will be led by – and this is funny. Usually when we say a team will be led by people, it's like they'll be led by two kids, you know? Yeah. For, for Pushridge, they will be led by Ryan Robinson, Alex Manning, Ryan Turtel, Jack Franco, Jordan Voorhees, and Will Way. Although the majority of the scoring is done by Robinson and Turtel, all of these kids are problems on the court. They are all talented. They are skilled. They're athletic. And a lot of them can handle the ball. They are just great guards. They play really hard. They've got a great motor on them. They're going to be great to watch these kids grow this season. I'm really excited to follow uh, some of their games. I know you got to see Pushridge over the summer and you're pretty impressed by their guard play.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, their guards play tough. You know, I was able to watch them at the – it was probably over the summer at the GCU team camp. And just from what I saw, you know, they're very aggressive, especially in the transition. So the way they drive the lane, so very aggressive, very strong. You know, they're very, their guards are pretty strong. They're able to handle the ball, take contact. I think that's maybe really one thing. But one thing that almost separates them, we kind of forget. I and mean, when you go back to last season when they played Northwest Christian, they're shooting. Their kids can shoot the ball at pretty mm, at a high yep. rate. You know what I'm saying? Those – you know, they're pretty, they're able to space the floor out. So, I mean, that's probably one thing, and, you know, real quick to shout out uh, Malik Payton, you know, former Florence player. He went on to go play at UI, I think that is, which is a division one, you know, so shout out to him, you know. Dude, he it's was good. No, he was a tough kid. And for those of you who remember, you know, this kid was a matchup nightmare, especially in the open court. Gosh, he was so fun to watch. And, you know, we want to give a quick shout out because it's always great for our uh, small ball players, you know, move on and, Hit the next level and whatever level they play, at, you know it's just always great to see that progress. But like like back to Push Ridge before I get off track. Like I said, strong guard play can space the floor.
0: Yeah, I, I can see Push Ridge pulling away with this one, and and kind of winning pretty handily. Uh, and and Florence is going to keep getting better as the year goes on. But that's just going to be a game that that's going to be interesting for you guys to follow again. Just kind of seeing how Push Ridge opens up the season uh, tomorrow night, and then. We get some interesting stuff. In my notes, all I have is, let's go. Because Valley Christian is playing against Fountain Hills. And I know that you have some thoughts about this game as well.
1: Oh, well, Coach, I do. And for those who don't know, like I said, we're talking about our matchup of the day, matchup of the week. This is my matchup of the week. This is the game of the week for me. Valley Christian versus Fountain Hills. And we know we've been talking about Valley Christian. And you guys are probably tired of us talking about them. But it's just interesting. They're an interesting program. You know what I mean? Just when you think, I mean, they lose like, what, 11, 12 seniors? 11. They reload, yeah. They reload with a couple of transfers, you know, and you know, and K- Shaw, and you know, they have a high-level offense, and it's gonna be a lot of high scoring, and so Valley Christian's almost back on that top tier, like that number one, number two seed for sure in the 3A. We can see it's not, it's not like it's not possible, but they're playing a team in Fountain Hills, and Fountain Hills lost a couple of players, but they're still bringing back Xavier, Mike, and a lot of the kids from the development team previous. We're almost game ready. So now that they're brought to the varsity, I think Coach Bonner does a great job in just developing his kids and getting them ready for the varsity. So mm-hmm. this matchup is very interesting to see. I think they match up well as far as like side, the guard play. I think one thing I would like to see from Fountain Hill is probably just better shooting. But like I said, we were able to see him a little bit in the fall and summer. So... If I had to give a prediction, which I am right now, I guess I mentioned in previous episodes, I got Fallon Hills up, not even upsetting because there's no rankings yet, but I got Found Hills um, over Valley Christian, and I think it's a, I think it's a tight one. I think Fallon Hills beats Valley Christian 66 to about 62. It's just the way that Fallon Hills is coaching, I and mean, they run their offense to a T. I think what they do is great, and so that's why I have Found Hills over Valley Christian.
0: My prediction about them. A week ago or two weeks ago, it was stupid. It was like twenty-eight to thirty, but you know, and that's not what's going to be like. Fountain Hills is just so patient. You know, we saw Fountain Hills a lot last season, even like in the season, and we knew that they were losing so many kids. And then I saw them in the fall, and I was like, "All right, they're going to be down this year because they lost so many kids." And I'm sitting there like, "I think they're almost better than they were last year. Like, it's crazy." So yeah, to, to kind of. Uh, Shout out what what Reyes just said. Uh, Coach Bonner at Fountain Hills does a great job. The way that they play, they could compete with any team in the 3A at any given night. They could beat anybody. So so they're really good. That's going to be a super fun game to watch. I can't wait to see these trio from Valley Christian, these transfers, how they're going to shape out in this first game.
1: I agree, Coach. It's going to be an interesting one for sure.
0: Later on, on Tuesday, we've got Santan Charter versus Phoenix, Christian, and I can see Santan Charter running away with this one. Uh, The reason I want to talk about this is because there is a new coach over at Santan Charter. He seems to be doing a great job. They're going to be led by Kyrie Richmond and a new kid, A.J. Turner, who is tough. I know that they played over him the summer at Section 7, and they just had a lot, like a great summer. Uh, We talked to their coach a couple times and just kind of let us know how some of their kids were doing. But this is an interesting one just to see what Santan Charter is going to be like You know, last year they had that Final Four run. Do they have the same type of firepower to come back this year and challenge up in those top-tier programs with Rancho, with Scottsdale Christian, with, you know, Arizona Lutheran, you know, Pima. Can they reach up to that Final Four again? I don't know, but it'll be kind of fun to watch them uh, come out here uh, tomorrow night. And then I wanted to kind of move over to the 1A a little bit. Uh, with Baghdad versus Ash Fork. Okay? And and the reason I actually wanted to highlight this game is because Baghdad is playing on Monday night, like tonight, and they play Tuesday, like tomorrow night. So they have two games, a back-to-back to start the season. That is tough. And they're playing against Ash Fork, who – and I was thinking about this. we got to have the Ash Fork coach on the show because if there's a small ball coach that we need to have on here,
1: it's that guy, man. Yeah, definitely, coach. And just the – for those of you who are not familiar with Fork, man, their coach, the basketball coach is not just the basketball coach. I think he, he coaches, coaches every like sport.
0: everything
1: he coaches everything there at Ash fork. he just loves the kids he loves the school. I mean he's dedicated to the community and it's just so powerful to see like a man that cares so much about these kids and is willing to take so much time out of his like life and devote it to these kids and it's great to see so you know shout out to you coach at Ash fork. you know I forgot his name I think it's sunny, right?
0: I think so.
1: I think it's sunny. No, I hope I didn't butcher. It. I think it's sunny though. You know, so shout out to you, Coach Sunny. You know, it's gonna be an interesting matchup. Just to talk about that too. And before we jump right back in, I just want to shout out, you know, a big news in the 2 a or just a small ball. Uh, this was probably just a couple months back, like a month back, but um, if you think back in October, Santa Cruz Valley just got a new head coach, you know. Uh, shout out George Courtney, he works for Arizona Preps a pretty great job. You know, he puts coverage on the small ball, does a really good job on that. And so a lot we of coverage on the
0: small ball, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, he holds, he holds great events, you know, for the small ball out there. You know, he's always providing just exposure for the kids, which is great. You know, so we want to shout out you, George Courtney. And it's interesting to see what Santa Cruz Valley brings to the table. I mean, they're a new team to look out for for sure now. Maybe George Courtney can bring that team alive and, you know, make a run. We'll never know. Kind of shout out uh, George Courtney for that in Santa Cruz Valley.
0: Yeah, for sure. And another thing to note is they didn't win one game last year, so yeah, it'll be interesting to follow and just see, you know, if he can start to turn things around. I think he will, and, and it'll be pretty good. Uh, we're gonna go to Wednesday. Okay, so there's a couple games on Wednesday that you guys got to be looking out for. The first one that that we wanted to highlight was A. L. A. Gilbert North versus Catalina Foothills. A couple side notes, and then rest. I know you got some thoughts about this but Catalina Foothills is in the 5A. They went 19 and 1 last year. They were really competitive, but they lost nine seniors who were really big parts of what they did. They will have their hands full with ALA Gilbert. It's going to be fun to see them compete. What do you think about this game on Wednesday?
1: I mean, it's great, you know, another small-ball team trying to take on a bigger school, which is always great to see, you know. I'm a little bit about Gilbert North. You know, we were actually able to see them in the summer and the fall a little bit and well-coached team for sure. Their guard play is great. They're led by the uh, sophomore, I believe, right, or freshman, Dylan Novak.
0: Freshman. Like He's an incoming kid. freshman. What is it with
1: incoming the American
0: freshmen. Leadership Academies? They're all good.
1: I don't know, man. What, it must be the water they got over there. Whatever they put in that filter must be great. Uh, Gilbert North, like their guard play is great. They're able to space it. The majority of their kids in that starting five can spread the ball out by shooting really well. They're not overly big, though. You know, that's the thing. That could be their downfall. Like I guess say Catalina, they might have a big that we don't know about. The way that the the IQ that ALA plays with, you know, the coach's not going to make them take a dumb shot. You know, they're not going to waste possessions at all. I think ALA keeps it close. But overall, I feel like Catalina is going to probably handle their business. Hmm. When I mean by handle business, I don't mean by, like, 20-plus. I think that right, Catalina right. wins, like, securely probably like a 62 to about like a 48,
0: okay. you know, by
1: like 12 points, you know, like a solid win.
0: Is that 12 points? That is 12, 13 maybe? I
1: think so, 12, you know.
0: I'm terrible at math.
1: I'm, I'm not good at math either. <laughs> yeah, that's I, why
0: I we're think doing this the, is...
1: That's why we're doing the podcast. <laughs>
0: the, I think that this game is going to be super competitive. I really feel like ALA Gilbert North – and seriously, I said that kind of like as a joke, but I'm not joking. For all of you coaches and players watching, if you are or listening to this, if you are playing against any American Leadership Academy, they're going to be very competitive and very good. So just be ready for that. Gilbert North is going to come out and punch these guys in the mouth. I could see. He- here's my prediction. I can see ALA Gilbert North winning this game, and I'm going to give it like a. I'm gonna give it 65-57 uh ala gilbert north Uh, just because they are really really good i'm really excited to see dylan novak come out he's the one who really makes them go Uh, but all their other guards they just they have such a high motor they're super strong athletic and uh yeah i just i think they're going to be really good so that's a game to watch out for on wednesday ala gilbert north versus catalina foothills and that's a fun game right before thanksgiving that's fun for the kids and then we got Borgade Catholic versus Desert Edge, another. And, you know, I kind of said this about Monday, that the theme of the day was teams that were playing that hadn't played in a year. Kind of the theme of the day for Wednesday is uh, small ball and even Tuesday, but mostly Wednesday, small ball teams playing up to bigger schools and taking them on, which is pretty sweet. You got Borgade versus Desert Edge. Desert Edge was in the foray. They were 14 and four last year. Super competitive. Super competitive. Last year, lost a really close one against Paradise Honors. Borgate will have their hands full. And honestly, I don't really know much about Borgate. It's going to be interesting to see how they do against this squad. I do know this, though. They have great, a great coaching staff at Borgate Catholic. Uh, a lot of playing and coaching experience. We haven't really seen them play in years. They used to come to our tournament, but we haven't seen them in a while but coach Fraser really has things going in the right direction with the coaches that he has in there and I know that he himself I think he played at Butler uh, so I mean he's got a lot of experience that there's some there's some buzz and a lot of positive attention to the basketball program there so I think that's going to be really good but that's a game to watch out for but my matchup of the day on Wednesday is Trivium versus Flagstaff Trivium hmm. in the 2A Flagstaff in the 4A Trivium will be led by Jasper, Zamora, Willingham, and Williams. Trivium will have some really good pieces coming back. Also, some really good pieces coming up from the JV and freshman levels. But the biggest question for me... Is their size this year? They lost a lot of size and length last year. They lost a kid that was about six seven, another kid that was about six five, and they would sit back in a zone defense and they'd even do some full court pressure, and that was tough because they were just long and athletic and they could move really, really quick. So th- that's my biggest question for them. But they do have some really nice pieces coming back. Flagstaff is down this year, though. We got to see them a lot in the summer and. I can see Trivium running away with this one. I got Trivium prep. Uh Flagstaff does have a big who's about – how tall would you say? Is like like 6'9"?
1: They have a 6'9 yeah, kid, and he actually plays football. Football is his main sport. I think he actually have received a Division one offer from NAU, I believe, if I'm mistaken. That doesn't surprise me. He's, he's
0: thick. He's a big kid.
1: He's a thick kid. You know, he's pretty good footwork and stuff like that. 6'9", they have another kid that's about like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, but I agree with you on um, Flagstaff being down this year. Yeah, we were actually able to see them a lot in the summer. And uh, they just weren't like that typical Flagstaff team that you're used to seeing. And I agree that I think Trivium probably will run away with this game.
0: Yeah, I got Trivium prep over Flagstaff 52 to 45. You got You got a score that you want to throw out there.
1: Uh, trivium Since you are a betting man. You know, just as just what we've seen, you know what I mean? I feel like, like I, said, I think Trivium's actually going to run away with this game. And I got them probably about I'll say about 55, but I think it's like 55 to like 40, 39. Or maybe, yeah, I think they handle them pretty easily.
0: It's going to be a great game. And seriously, I think that one of the funnest things in high school Arizona basketball is when you have teams from different conferences playing each other, whether it's 1A to the 3A or, you know, 3A, or even like, we're going to talk next week about 1A to... Uh, The foray with like Mojave Accelerated and Lee Williams, they open up play with that. You know, I think it's always fun. And I love seeing some Arizona small ball teams going out and competing against bigger schools. Hopefully, we can get some wins on this next week.
1: Did we, we forgot, did we mention Tempe Prep versus Estrella Foothills?
0: We did not. No, Tempe Prep plays against Estrella (laughs) Foothills on Wednesday. They're in the foray as well. Estrella Foothills, speaking of that. Uh, and they went 12 and four last season. I think Tempe Prep will have their hands full with the Stray of Foothills, and I can see a Stray of Foothills running away with this one. But again, it's going to help Tempe Prep. They're in the 1A, and it's going to help them in the season moving forward. I think that's the that's the biggest thing for a lot of these 1A teams to compete with Mojave Accelerated, to compete with North Valley Christian. It's going to be key for them to to kind of up their schedules a little bit with some tournaments and supplement that because these two teams are tough and if you want to be able to compete with them you got to kind of do what Tempe prep is doing it's going to help them moving forward
1: i agree totally and that's why i wanted to not even just mention that game but you know shout out to Australia Foothills seven footer you know i think he committed to GCU great school you know go lopes was he 7 oh, so was 7 feet nine, i think he's seven foot coach at Damn. least so or 611 he's pretty tall, he's a tall six 12. We'll he's pretty 612 we'll just say 612 yeah 612 and like I said, I think GCU got a good one, but like I said, um, I think Tempe Prep's going to have their hands full, but I think it's great, just like you mentioned. All these small schools, like say ALA, Gilbert, Nord, um, I think it's great to see like Baghdad, Desert Christian, Tempe Prep. I think it's just great to see um, the small ball battle, game battle tested early and, you know, facing some tougher teams in bigger conferences, bigger schools. I think it's great for us. You know, it's putting more notice on us, and I hope that the small ball overall from this, from this week, I hope we get a lot more wins, you know what I mean? And I hope that see the record board for 3A schools and 1A and 2A over the 5A 6A schools for sure.
0: It's going to be fun. Now, after Thanksgiving, we are loaded with games. So, if you love Arizona small ball, you're going to be in heaven whether you're going to tournaments or even just listening to this or watching and following scores. It's going to be a lot of fun. A couple games that we wanted to highlight for you guys on Friday. And again, man, if you're a player and you're eating Thanksgiving, and you're loving it. You're enjoying it. Remember, you got a game coming up the next day, right, Reyes? Did you eat big on Thanksgiving right before games, or did you try to chill out a little bit?
1: I try to chill out a little bit because oh, stop. usually, no,
0: you didn't. There's no. No, way don't you interested.
1: don't don't even start right now because you got to <laughs> think. If you have a game that weekend, that next day, or whatever the case may be, depending on how it lands, how your schedule works, you got to you got to practice. You know what I mean? So you're not trying to. Run all that turkey weight off. You want to make you want to make sure you're lean and fit and ready to go.
0: It's it's not. I don't know. It's hard. I wouldn't have. I never had the self control to do that. I always ate like crazy. I'm sure that you kids are going to have more discipline than we did. I guess than I did because apparently Reyes is the most disciplined athlete in Arizona small ball history. But it's all good. The first game that I wanted to highlight for you guys is Miami at Benjamin Franklin because there's a ton of tournaments. That are starting right after Thanksgiving, and we really wanted to highlight this game for you because we ranked Miami in the top 10 of our way too early preseason for the 2 a And I think Benjamin Franklin's gonna be really competitive. A little bit about Miami last year, they went 10 and 6, and they had some a couple games that were actually pretty competitive, which is why we think this is a game of note, because also. Benjamin Franklin's going to have some players that are going to be very, very competitive in the 3A. Miami last year, they lost a game to Santan Charter by seven points. On top of that, they also had a couple competitive games with some good 3A teams. They were really, really good. I like Miami. They return a really good player in Gabe Escovito, who's going to be a really good guard for them. I think they're going to have a chance to be really competitive. Benjamin Franklin, on the other hand, is super interesting. Benjamin Franklin has a bunch of really solid guards that are really strong. They had some close games. They beat ALA Gilbert North last year by four points. They lost to Fountain Hills in a close game. They beat Gilbert Christian by six at the beginning of the year. And they, they just, as the year goes on, Benjamin Franklin had some really competitive games with some of the top teams in the 3A. And they're just going to be tough. They actually beat ALA Ironwood last year, 54 to 47. So, this is a really good matchup. And I wanted to highlight it to you guys because I think these are two really good teams, both in their respective conferences. I can see Benjamin Franklin running away with this one because they do have some really good guard play there. And I think Miami is going to kind of fall short. And it's at Benjamin Franklin. So, they're going to have that advantage. But I like them moving forward. Did you see Benjamin Franklin play at all this past summer in the fall or anything?
1: I actually wasn't granted or anything lucky enough to see Benjamin Franklin, but I was actually able to see Miami. I saw them over the summer at a GCU team camp, and they actually looked pretty decent. You know, I forgot what team they were playing. I think it was St. Joseph in the 1A, but Miami looked solid. He said the great guard play by Escobedo. And they had a couple. Of, they had some size to them, you know, so pretty physical. I like the way they play. It's just like what you said about Benjamin. Um, I think that Benjamin's going to be a pretty tough matchup because all about stylistically and stuff like that, so I think Benjamin Franklin gets it done as well.
0: It's, it's going to be a really great game, so we wanted to highlight it for you guys. Reyes, I know you want to talk about Arizona College Prep and Sabino,
1: yes, coach. We've been dying, so we've actually been granted and lucky enough to see both these teams play in they're the summer tough, in
0: man really hard nosed
1: <clears throat> yes we've been we've been lucky enough to see them both in the fall and summer. Um, we actually were able to see them both in the fall as well, more than the summer uh a z college prep, you know they said they, they have some pretty good guard play. they're not overly huge or anything like that, but they got some kids that can can hit that deep shot, but on the other hand, you have Sabino. And, man, let me tell you.
0: Just straight dogs. Coach,
1: just dogs. If you want a, a kid that will guard you uh, all the way based on the baseline, the whole court, give you a ton of pressure, gets after their own defense, diving for the 50-50 balls. Um, they, use, they make smart plays. They have a really good guard. I wish I was able to get his name. Um, he's not tall, overly tall, but, man, he's quick. has a really great first step. Gets in the lane good and finds his teammates for an open three. Uh, his coach, their coach, man Sabino's head coach. Shout out to you, you got your kids playing at an intensity the whole 32 minutes. You guys got them on the court. Yeah, they're they're in that. your
0: face, like full court defense. I mean, pressure. They're they're really intense.
1: I agree. And so, like with that being said, just the way the Sabino's guard play, they they have some size to them. I think they have like a six seven. This kid, he's not even a kid. He looks like a grown man. He's a grown he plays,
0: man. He's intimidating.
1: He plays physical. He's pretty knocked down from the middie. Uh, He has a jumper to him, but, man, if you catch him in the low block, good luck, guarding him. he's going to – he can hit from the free throw line, so don't try fouling him. So, I mean, I'd have Sabino running away with, against AZ College Prep.
0: I agree with you. I think it's going to be super interesting because these teams both saw each other in the fall, and I think that they both – well, they are different, and I do think that Sabino is a better squad than they are. They both have the same DNA of playing super hard, super gritty and hard. No, so I can see it being a pretty close one and a really competitive game. Another team that we were able to see in the fall. So we want to highlight AZ College Prep Sabino. That's going to be a good one. Cannot wait to watch Sabino as the year continues, because I think they're going to be right there at the end in the 3A. But another team that we got to see that we've already talked about a little bit is Gilbert Christian. And who do they play against Reyes?
1: They play against the tough seating Catholic prep team in the foray. Um, that we guard actually...
0: is, like, legit.
1: <laughs> yes, I forgot the kid's name. I think his last name is, like, Strauss or Strauss, I believe. Anyways, so, this so kid – So,
0: really quick, I know that we, we're strictly Arizona small ball. We ignore everything else and help you guys focus on the small ball. But this kid – I don't know. We just got to say something about him because he's just legit.
1: I mean, coach, I mean – From the times we were able to see in this kid is money. I don't know what it is. He gets hot and he's hot. Like, he stays hot. Um, Not a lot of heat checks, you know what I mean? He's pretty consistent, you know. He's quick off the first step. He has a jumper. I mean, he's knocked down from three. He's not overly big, though, you know. What is he, like, 5'5"? No, stop it. He's like 5'8 on a good day.
0: Uh, I don't know. He's like in between there, 5'7". We can split the difference.
1: Yeah, see, fact, they have a 5'8 kid. I'm going to say 5'8 on a good day. Um, this kid will give you buckets. They have a couple other kids, too, that can knock down some threes. Um, he'll drive in the paint, kick him out. But with Gilbert Christian, man, one thing they got for them, they got size. They got a great coach, Coach K. Mm. Um, what they do is they do great. You know, they're pretty physical inside. They have a couple of guards that are standing about 6'2", 6'3". And, you know, they have some – I mean, with Gilbert Christian, you always know they're, they're able to hit the tough shots. It to stretch the floor so I have Gilbert Christian beating Seaton Catholic
0: Ooh, but I, I do like see that.
1: but I do seeing it as a close one so I have you know the small ball taking over a big school
0: I like it and I'll roll with you just because I really like Gilbert Christian and I think they're one of the best coach programs in Arizona small ball so I'll roll with you on that one I like that that kid is legit yeah, though agree. from seating Catholic
1: yeah he is legit
0: Okay, so a couple more games, and then we're going to transition to Saturday. Like, like we said, guys, Friday is freaking loaded with games. I know that for us, we're going to be hanging out over at the Valley Christian Tournament, so we're going to be seeing a whole bunch of really great games. One game that we wanted to highlight for you guys as well on Friday, Bradshaw Mountain against ALA Ironwood.
1: Ooh, this is going to be a good, a good one. one.
0: It's going to be that's really be good. One. One. Who who do you think has the advantage in this game? Because
1: Bradshaw's not bad. Bradshaw's not bad. You know, they actually have some pretty young kids. Um, but ALA man, they got depth. They got the experience. They got some really tough guard play in Elijah Taylor, and they have Corey Wood. So, but I mean, like I said, Bradshaw got some size to them. They have they have a little point guard. And like I said, I know we don't really like covering the uh, the bigger schools, but I have to note that when I have seen Bradshaw play. They have this little point guard, makes great reads, usually doesn't turn over the ball a lot. I mean, he just makes great decisions. So, I mean, between those two teams, I can see it being a dogfight. But then again, as I said before, with Gilbert Christian seeing Catholic, I have ALA beating Bradshaw, not by a landslide, by 10 or more, though, for sure.
0: You see, I have ALA Ironwood winning by, like, 20, 25.
1: Ooh, interesting.
0: ALA Ironwood You mentioned Elijah Taylor. He is one of my favorite guards to watch in Arizona small ball. He plays defense. He's strong. He's athletic. I I just, I like his vibe on the court a lot. They got Corey Wood. They're going to have some of their bigs back. They're just, their guards are all tough. We we actually played against them in the summer. And my goodness, they shot the lights out, man. I mean, I don't know how many threes they made against us, but once they get going, they're on fire. They're going to be ramped up. A lot of these kids, this is, you know, I think for them, they're viewing it in their eyes, like this is their championship run year. I think it's going to be a great game for them to start off the season. Again, I see A.L.A. Ironwood winning by 20, 25 points, running away with this one.
1: I I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to that at all. I can definitely see that happening. I'm just trying to give Bradshaw some grace, so (laughs) bear with me, guys. Don't
0: give him grace, man. Come on now.
1: Yeah, you're
0: right. Small ball overall. Small ball overall, baby. You know that. Okay, and that brings us to the matchup of the day for Friday. Scottsdale Christian versus Holbrook. And the reason why we picked this as our matchup of the day is because these are two teams, as far as style of play, they could not be more different, right? They're they're so different. Scottsdale Christian, very disciplined, runs their sets. Not saying that Holbrook isn't. Holbrook likes to get out and run, likes to to push it and transition a lot more, a little bit more freelance with their style of play. I really like them. We've talked about Scottsdale Christian quite a bit. If you want to hear more about them, you can go back and listen to our episode about Rancho and Scottsdale Christian. We just published it like two weeks ago. So if you want to listen to that, go back and listen to it. We talk a lot about them, but we know they have Garrison Sherman, who. I'm going to be honest. I think he's like 6'9 now. It looks like he's grown stop a little it. bit. I saw stop a picture it. of him on Instagram and he was right next to it. their center, Braden Wales. He's grown. Braden Wales is about what, 6'10", six, 6'8"? Six, no, I think he's like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, so, I'm just uh, saying, they it. looked like they were the exact same height. Photoshop. They, <laughs> Photoshop. I should have done that <laughs> when I was in high school. But they've got... Garrison Sherman, they've got Braden Wales, they've got the up-and-coming fan, they have a lot of really good young pieces coming up, they've got great coaching, they've got a great system, they have a culture of winning, I, I really like Scott Christian and what they're going to do moving up into this season in the 2A, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's their last season in the 2A too, I should add, they're going to move up into the 3A next season, but just saying, they're very disciplined and they run their sets better than, than most anybody. Holbrook on the other end, super different, right? They're totally. freelance. They play really loose and, and they try to attack you as much as they can. I really like Holbrook. And we talked about at the beginning of this episode, there are some teams that did not play last season. Some Reds teams It's a little bit about Holbrook. They did play last year. And they were extremely competitive, even though their their record didn't necessarily show it. I think they were like six and nine or six and eleven or something like that. They were very competitive with some of the top teams in the three. A. They lost some key players and, and even thinking about their games like they lost games to page by nine page went on and won the championship in the three. A. Uh, they lost to, uh, it's, it's leaving my mind right now, but they've uh, lost.
1: Snowflake and Sholu, I believe, correct?
0: Snowflake, that's the one who I'm thinking about. It was like a four-point game against Snowflake. Just, they were super competitive. And even though they didn't win a lot of those games, they were right there where it was just a couple possessions and the outcome would have been very different. They did lose some key players, though. One big one in Anthony Nelson. He went off to yes. Northern Pioneer College. Huge shout-out to Coach Scott Cat, uh, doing a great job over there and really, really showing a lot of love to Arizona small ball athletes. They lost him. He was a great guard for them, but they still have some nice pieces. Holbrook will be led by Thomas and Tapaha. I'm probably saying his, his last name wrong, but they're both going to be juniors who had a great season last year. Along with Begay and Tom, I can really, really see Holbrook being a lot more competitive this year and winning some really close games that were losses last year. Even though this is, again, the reason I wanted to highlight this game is because they're just two very different styles of play.
1: Uh, Holbrook was super competitive last year, right? I mean, like, just like you were saying, you know, Holbrook, they're a freelance team, you know what I mean? They're, Definitely a, not a mismatch, but stylistically, you know, their guards compared to Scott Stiles guards, just totally different styles of play, different, you know, body. I believe that Holbrook, the way they play, how they play in transition, the pressure they give. I can see have Holbrook
0: winning some, this game.
1: I'm just saying, I can see Holbrook giving Scott Stiles some problems. And, you know, just for fun, why not? I think Holbrook can upset Scott so, Christian. I know that, you know, Holbrook's in the 3A. And Scottsdale's in the two-way, but it doesn't matter. You I know, don't Scott mean Stowe's nothing.
0: Pedigree. We all know that. Yeah.
1: Scottsdale's pedigree, the way they run, their, their efficiency. So that's what I'm saying. Why not? I think Holbrook's going to take down Uh, I don't think it's a close game between five and ten points.
0: Okay. I got Scottsdale winning by like 20. We'll see what happens. Well, we'll Stay see. tuned. We'll, we'll, yeah, stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. We'll keep you guys posted on it, and you guys will see it as the scores come out. But that's going to be a really, really great game. We're excited about all the action that's going on on Friday because there is a lot coming. So we wanted to give you guys some heads up on some things. Let's move over to Saturday. And as we move over to Saturday, there's a couple things that – I mean, really, there's one big thing that we wanted to talk about. Yes. For for Saturday, there's, there's a crazy game that's going on. And, it, and it's really – we're just going to talk about one game, and this is going to be our matchup of the day. It's And all that centers around Coolidge. Okay, now – okay, Reyes, why don't you tell our listeners, how much do me and you know about Coolidge? Um, we don't know, lie either. Don't lie. How much do we know about uh,
1: We don't know. We know very little to none. We, we, got, we don't know
0: jack squat about Coolidge, okay? But we've seen a couple posts on social media talking about how they're going to have a chance to win it all. And I know – that a lot of you guys have seen Arizona Republic came out with their preseason top 10, which we'll talk about next week. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but in this preseason top 10 for the 3A, do you remember where they ranked Coolidge
1: Rays? I believe they ranked Coolidge number two. Number two. In the 3A, which to me, um, well, obviously we'll go deeper into next week's show, but long story short, short story long, I'm, um, <laughs> I'm surprised. Let's just say that. I'm just surprised. You know, they stay tuned for next show and I'll dive deeper a little bit. You might hear some outlandish things by me, but Hey, you know, it's, it's a little fun. It's kind of fun.
0: Well, what's really fun about it is, you know, that I love it. You know, that they, they rank Coolidge number two. So now they're on a lot of people's watch. I know for us, they're on our watch. We want to know more about them. And here on Saturday, they play against La Jolla community. Now, if you don't know this La Jolla community is a 5a okay so again 5a 4a 1a it doesn't mean anything of where you're from but what we're saying is this looks like it it could be a really good early test for coolidge and we're going to kind of see how they do with this i'm excited about this this is our matchup of the day i'm not even going to make a prediction because i am not about making predictions about things if you know nothing about the team and have no context so i'm not going to make a prediction but we did want to highlight this and let you know that it is coming and we're going to kind of see what Coolidge is made of.
1: Uh, Actually, I'm going to make a prediction right now because that's just what I do. Why would you make it? (laughs) Why not? You know, All right. what if you get get it right?
0: You get it 100% right.
1: I am about to get it right. La Jolla community is going to beat Coolidge by 15.
0: I thought you were about to say 50. I was like, Reyes, I'm going to have to edit this out and you're making more. No,
1: no, 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 no. I'm saying 15, you know. I have, like I said, we don't know really nothing about Coolidge. I mean, this will be a good test for them. Why not? You know what I mean? I have no idea, nothing really about La Jolla. Obviously, you know, small ball overall, that's all I pay attention to. But, you know, just why not? I'm just kind of, like I said, the prediction is a hypothesis. You know, I'm just kind of fiddling around. So let's just say that La Jolla by 15.
0: Okay, I usually say I like that after your predictions, but I really have no idea. So we're going to find out where all of that falls. Something else that I also want to kind of put on notice for everybody, these are the games that are on schedule. A lot of these games are tournaments, right? Valley Christian's got a tournament. Benjamin Franklin has a tournament. There's a lot of tournaments going on everywhere. Some of these teams are in bigger school tournaments. Again, we're going to be hanging out at the Valley Christian tournament after thanksgiving but there could be some really really great matchups later on in the week and we'll be kind of posting on twitter and letting you guys know about matchups and who's playing against who it's going to be a lot of fun to see hopefully some small ball teams can really be successful in some of these bigger name tournaments and really take care of their business
1: yeah i hope for that too and also just kind of put that out there for you coaches that are listening for you fans you know that are showing them great support for your school and stuff like that we know if you have film. Please, shoot that our way. You know, we want to be able to watch you guys play. We want to be able to dissect what you guys do. We want to be able to highlight your players, um, uh, parents, family, coaches that are, you know, keeping track of stats and stuff like that. Shoot that our way. You know I mean? We wouldn't mind, you know, posting on our social media and how your kids do against some of these bigger schools. You know, we, we like I said, our biggest, you know, we just want to make sure that the small ball gets the most exposure it can get and try to help your kids out. That's the main important thing. So keep that on note. Uh, Hopefully
0: this NFHS network is still streaming so that way we can watch games. You know I mean? That, that was awesome. And that was a positive from COVID just some really, really great things going on. We're super thankful for it. It's Thanksgiving week. We hope you guys enjoy a lot of time with your family. And again, you players specifically, if you got games on Friday or Saturday, maybe chill out with the Turkey a little bit or go on a run after your Thanksgiving meal, because that that's not good. If you, yeah, try to roll out on Friday and play after just stuffing your face with a bunch of Thanksgiving food.
1: Yeah. Talk about a recipe for disaster. No pun intended. Oh, it's going to be gross, interesting to see, you know, like I said, we're excited. and Hopefully the NFHS network works, but if it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? If you want us to watch your film, you know, we're all about small ball. Just shoot us a link to your game film at azsmallballpod at gmail.com. And we'll do our best to watch it. Like I said, we love you guys. Appreciate it. Have a great Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving guys. Have a great week. We're going to get out of here, but be on the lookout for our next episode. We're going to recap this first week of hoops. We'll talk about how we whiffed on some of the predictions. Maybe we got a lot of it right. Who knows? Uh, But we'll also preview the week that is out in front. Thank you so much for supporting the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. And be sure to like and follow the show. Drop a review for us on Apple Podcasts if you want to show us some love.